This is episode eight of Get Out of Your Shell podcast. In this episode, I spoke with Megan Sebrinsky. She has dedicated her energy and love to the education of children. At this moment, she teaches in Chicago, Illinois. I admire her dedication and energy to be able to deal with different attitudes and styles and upbringing of children. Megan is a person to admire because even though she's very young, she's wise and brilliant. And um, she has the ability to help children that come through her door daily. We cover a little bit about COVID and what measures she's taking or they're taking in school. She also talked a little bit about what she sees in the future, her future. And I'm very proud of, of the way her parents took care of her and the education and values that they gave her because she uses that today to teach and she applies it in her life and the education of the children that she sees every year. It was very special to talk to her or to talk to a teacher. Uh, we forget that our children are with them most of the hours of the day. They deserve all the respect and attention. Thank you, Megan, for your precious time. Hi, Megan. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, Nati. Good, 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 good. So, Megan, I am so grateful to be able to talk to you today about this very important subject. And um, before I dive into the questions, I would like for um, you to tell us a little bit about you. Sure. Um, my name is Megan Sabrinsky. I, um, I live in Chicago right now. I actually live in a suburb of Chicago. Um, and I know, you know, you know, you Nati from living in Houston uh, for 10 years. So during my 20s, when I first started teaching, I taught in Houston for 10 years. And um, now I have, you know, twins, a boy and a girl, and I we moved back to be close to my family. So I am here in the Chicago area and my kids are in school. They're in third grade and I teach in the city in Chicago and my kids go to school out here in the suburbs. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that's all about me. That's good. So you said you teach uh, uh, what grade? I have taught several grades. When I was in Houston, I taught fourth grade and second grade mostly. Now being back here, I've been in first grade for five years now. Okay, so you're teaching the first graders right now. Okay, good, yeah. good. Uh, a lot of work, Megan. That's a lot of work. Yeah. A lot of work, yes. I mean, even in, in person before the pandemic, teaching is a lot of work. It's um, a lot of preparation and it's, you give a lot of yourself to your students and to the parents and you try to be available and help as much as you can. And then, you know, the pandemic hit and everyone in teaching kind of had to do a complete turn around and adjust how we were teaching and still support people um, through everything as best we could. So it's been a lot. Yeah. 
it's definitely been a lot. So COVID changed the world completely for everybody. Now, the way we used to do things, we don't do them like that anymore, many of them, right? Especially in the school area where um, it, it, even at, at work, everything just turned around and, and, and completely changed. Let me, uh, let me start by asking you, what are two major things that um, COVID changed in the school system? I mean, obviously the technology piece for sure. Um, I think it exposed a lot of the um, in, in uh, the differences between, you know, like suburban schools or schools in the city. Um, my school in particular is in the city and we serve pretty much 95 to 98% free and reduced lunch students. So it definitely has been a different experience for me teaching my students than my own children have had. Um, so technology, just making sure that technology was available to our families, um, you know, something easy for my kids to log on and get onto their classes wasn't a big deal, but some of my families didn't even have internet um, or couldn't get internet because maybe bills hadn't been paid before, but they really needed access to be able to take their classes. So I think for sure, just the technology piece, but then making sure that beyond just devices, having, you know, laptops and things like that, making sure people are connected at their house um, and being able to access all the things that, um, that they need to access to be able to be successful. Um, and then, you know, as we're transitioning back into the schools, our, um, our day just looks very different, but we have, you know, smaller class sizes. I have some kids in person and I have some kids online. So that's been a huge change, just the way in which I deliver my instruction has very much changed, but I hope for the future, we don't have such large class sizes. Like I used to have 30 kids in my classroom. Mm. Now I have at the max 15. So when I can focus on the kids that are in person, it is really nice to have a smaller, smaller group. Better, isn't it? To be able to control and to teach and to be able to focus on the children much better, of course, smaller. Yeah. Um, you were talking about having to switch with the Zoom system or the, the online system and technology. And um, I know for parents, I don't have small children anymore, but even it's, it's hard for me. Right now, when we're, try, when we're trying to log into Zoom, you know, I'm like, where do I go, Megan? What do I do? You're like, duh, 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 duh. and of course, you're a teacher, but you also, you also learn as well. And, and I, it's been difficult for me. I can imagine the parents. It's a little bit of frustrating as well, but we're getting there. We got to advance with the technology, things mm -hmm. change, and, um, and we got to adapt to it because we got to keep moving. The stopping yeah. doesn't work. We got to keep no. going and going, right? Yeah. yeah. And Megan, so um, I know your, your work life changed. What about your, your life? Did uh, did a lot of things change? Did it make it better? Did it make it worse? Worse? Tell us about you. Yeah, um, personally for me, it's been kind of interesting because I drive so far to get to my job. Um, the the break and not having to travel that far. I mean, I drive an hour into the city every morning, and then I would drive an hour and a half to an hour and forty five minutes home every evening. Um, and that was very time consuming and just very draining. So to have some of that time back and being able to spend that time with my family has been very nice and a huge blessing. Um, 
And there's been some good changes. Like we used to go to four, four o'clock at my school and that's very long from eight o'clock in the morning to four o'clock in the afternoon. We've changed our day. And so now we end it too because we're wearing masks all day long. Um, so that has been really nice. Just, I think for everyone, for my students, they're not as tired. For me, I'm not as tired at the end of the day. It's just made me prioritize like when I'm going to do different things. Like normally we were on such a routine and such a schedule that it's allowed a little bit more flexibility. Um, you know, Edgar's home. So it's, it's been, there have been some really positive things that have come of it. Time for me, um, for the travel has been huge. I've gained back a lot of that time. It is very important. Coming back to the school system, uh, to the school uh, process we're talking about, what precautions is the school taking uh, around COVID? Now that the children, school's opened, some children are back and you're saying some of them are online. What precautions is the school taking? Um, tons. Uh, so I can speak to like Edgar and Evelyn's school here in the suburbs. Um, and then my school just masks all day long. Um, the social distancing, you know, they were really big about it at the beginning of the year. Now that the guidelines have changed with the CDC, um, I think there's a little bit more ease, but you know, the desks have to be separated. I know my particular school has purchased like desk shields. So my kids have a, uh, a plastic desk shield in front of them. Um, not all schools have done that. My school did purchase those, which was really nice. Um, you know, it's really more of just the schedule and um, also making sure we've minimized the amount of people that come in and out of the classrooms. So my students don't leave my classroom during the day. They have um, like the art teacher comes in or the music teacher will come in and teach the lesson. We're not really walking in the hallways. We're really minimizing the amount of, of back and forth between the students. And then of course, you know, the amount of money that it's cost. I know I can speak to my school, just the, the amount of money it's cost to buy PPE has been a lot. And I know that our Dean of Students has been prioritizing the purchasing of that since way back in June. You know, we were stocking up to make sure we could make it through the school year. And I'm sure that Edgar and Evelyn School has done the same and they've done a, a fabulous job of it as well. Yeah. Megan, the um, having classes through Zoom and also going to the school, you're saying you used to have 30, now 15. I know, and not to, um, you know, hit on any parents, but sometimes parents think that the teacher is the mother and the father and uh, they send them to school. So in the school, they can be taught things that we should be teaching at home. And um, I know a part of your job, of course, educating the, the children and, and uh, give, giving them advice and education around around uh, things that they're gonna need for their life, but also how important mm -hmm. is for the parent to get involved? I would say that my most successful students are the students that have both me and their parents kind of working together. Mm -hmm. um, and they are the ones that are supporting me behind the scenes and I support them behind the scenes. And those are my kids that in the classroom seem to do the best. Um, they're always, you know, they, they come to school, they have good attendance, they show up for their online classes. For the most part, they get their work done. Um, I would say that just academically and socially and just in general, those are, those are the students that seem to um, excel the most, are the ones that have both people 
you know, working together. I take care of the academics or supporting with extra resources, but the parents really help get them to class, get them, um, get them there on time with everything that they need. Yeah. So you believe that uh, parents should be more involved with the children's education. Do you see a lot of parents not involved and they just don't care at point at some point? Oh, uh, sure. There are always a handful of kind of all extremes. Um, but yes, I, of course, have some parents that maybe don't know how to be involved or um, be? like you said, maybe think that I can take care of all of the, the instruction. Um, but some of my parents are absolutely amazing. And I have I have 30 students. So when we are all together on the Zoom, I have probably 18 to 19 kids that have parents that are sitting there during the lessons, like keeping on them, or I can hear them in the background, or they'll message me on my phone, like during class, and I'll get it after just asking a question. Can I get back to them? They're just, we communicate often. Um, and those, those parents are phenomenal. Yes. And I was, I, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. And say oh, okay. more involved. Well, yes, of course being there for them. I know many parents work, but, uh, and many are at home and they are the ones that are helping them and, uh, and uh, pushing them to be successful in their, in their school. And the ones that work, what advice do you give them to, to help the children to move forward and to be successful in the school? Um, find and create a support system for yourself. Um, not all of my students are at home during the day. Some of them have gone to daycare or the YMCA and they've kept very minimal amount of kids there. So I would say find a support system that you, that you know can help you and then try your best to plan ahead. Um, and I say that from like a teaching perspective, but also as a parent, I know thinking back for me back in let's say June of last year when school was out for the summer, but I knew we were transitioning into the school year. I was already thinking in my head about, okay, well, if I have to go back to work all five days and my kids have to be teaching or learning from home, I was already getting my gears going of like, how is that going to work? What is that going to look like? What do I need to do to make sure that my own kids are supported if I'm not there? Um, so it's just, trying to plan and think ahead and making sure that you have the support system or you have found someone to help you with that. Very important to plan, definitely. Megan, what do you see, what, what would you like to see in the future in the school system, something that can be, can be better for, for the school? What do you think? Um, for, I, I think for me in particular at my school, we have lots of we have lots of people on staff, but it's always comes down to finding the right people in the right places. And I can I know that Edgar and Evelyn School they do such a nice job of really making sure they have the correct people in the correct positions. So, for example, reading specialists on staff to make sure that those those teachers can then support the Gen Ed teachers, um, speech pathologists on staff, like it's really not throwing money at schools. It's making sure that you have the right people in the schools to support those kids and support um, the parents and the teachers. So I, I hope that, you know, our school system can adapt and be able to have those people in place. It is very important. You mentioned something that extremely important to have the right people in the right place. You know, coming back to, to the regular world, a salesperson, in the sales area, in the sales department, 
the greeter, this mighty person, the happy person greeting the customers walking in. So yeah, you're right. The right person in the right department is mm-hmm. going to make a huge difference. Yeah. What, uh, what vision do you have for you? What do you want to do in the future? You're, you're very young. You look beautiful. I am. <laughs> you give me tips of, of uh, your face looks so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, what do you, uh, what do you look for your future? What, what, are, what are your, what is your vision? You know, I always say I want to start my own school. <laughs> I'm very, like, very passionate about working in lower income areas where I feel like I can be the most helpful. Um, and I would, I also just feel like it would be really cool if I could take the things that I've learned and start a school somewhere, but start really small. Um, really like start with maybe a small group of kids and then build up from there so that you can put the right people in the right places and you can really work with and help parents. I think that would be like a huge thing that I would eventually like to do. You know, you're, you're saying that and it gives me tears in my eyes because so important for you, the children, you know, you're in the right place. (laughs) You're in the right place. If this goes, um, uh, anywhere, you know, I would like to support you at one point. I need to have the money, of course. <laughs> I need to find donors and benefactors that believe in, in me and uh, figure it out. But I also have to, if I ever wanted to do something like that, it would be really planning ahead and making, putting those things in place, like I was talking about before. And at this point, I'm not quite there yet. I just have this idea. Um, but hopefully maybe one, hey, one The day. idea will get you there. I promise yeah. you, you're a supporter with money. <laughs> That's what I need. Thank you. <laughs> So Megan, so being, um, having said what you just said about the importance and how much you care, why is it for you so important, the um, helping the children, why? Um, Middle-class children, why? Um, I grew up very, very privileged. And I grew up with two parents in, the, in my house. Um, I grew up with anything I ever could have asked for. I never really knew that we had whatever, I really... I just, now that I've grown up, I realize like how much we had. And I think it's just, it's just important to give back, but also to like be able to take what I know and just help other people along the way. Um, You know, that's all. I mean, it's, it's as simple as that. Like, I just feel like I grew up very privileged and I want to give back in some way. Um, It's not an easy job, but it's, it is fun and it's very fulfilling. I often think about well, maybe I should just go into something else, do a different career. And then I'm like, well, that would, I, I imagine myself in that position. And I'm like, that wouldn't work. I, I wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. So. It's very important to, to do what you're passionate about, because that's mm-hmm. how we are going to be successful. And you're so passionate about teaching and about children. And, and that's your work. That's your, your calling, in other words. And um, it's it, for me also teaching and educating um, the community out there of what we have in the, the, the areas of, um, you know, like last time I was, I was uh, interviewing a dentist and uh, the importance about the, the health of the mouth. Recently, I interviewed a, um, um, a business owner, um, huge, huge business owner, started very small. It just became so big. And now you a teacher of a school because we, I love to educate um, people about what's out there and how also we can help you and uh, being the whole community because we want to we want to do better in this world mm-hmm. we sure do and yeah. I'm Houston you're in Chicago and um, I am so 
um, thankful that you were able to to join and, and to of course <laughs> questions. Um, it's something small, but something big. It's very big. Mm-hmm. And, um, do you have anything that you would like to um, to close um, this this program? for um for the people that are viewing you and listening to you oh um i don't know just support your teachers find out what they need um and figure out how to if you're a parent of a of a school-aged child just really try to make that partnership with your teachers and that will be probably the very the very best thing you could do for your kids because they're our future and we have to make sure we're um we're kind of molding them in in a good way and making sure that they're growing up to be good citizens and productive citizens and, and have the best opportunities out there. So partner with your teachers. That is so true. They are our future. And, uh, yeah. and we're very thankful to the teachers and the work that you guys do because it's phenomenal. I, I couldn't do it. Uh, there's no way, <laughs> but I could do this. But uh, Megan, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Um, God bless you, and uh, hopefully I'll see you soon. Sounds good. Thank you, thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you.